In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, 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 and happy Monday to you. Yes, it's another Monday. And guess what? That means it's that time again. You say, what time? Well, like the infomercial said, or the intro said, it's time to be set free. In spite of the hardships, in spite of the traumas and the pain in my life, I have been set free. And I want to see others. I want to see you. I want to see people set free and delivered from any of the things that are holding you hostage from any of the things that are weighing you down, that are separating you from God, separating you from a close personal relationship with the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, I want to encourage you to get to know the Lord tonight as your Lord and Savior If you do know the Lord, I want to encourage you to get closer to the Lord, to improve that intimate and personal relationship with him. Before I get into my topic, I want to warn you ahead of time that I usually pretty much just talk on the show. But tonight there is a possibility that I might end up preaching a little bit. Because I I just feel a little fired up. I feel a little fired up and and it might come out a little bit uh, forcible or exciting tonight. But um, just hold on to your seats if it does. Let me just check with my my partner and my my main man and, and make sure he's hearing me loud and clear. Are you there, Mr. Chris? Here I am. I'm here. All right. All right. I just want you to feel free to um, chime in at any point. If you have to some, something to say or you want to weigh in on anything that uh, I'm saying, you know, if the Lord gives you something to say, 
jump right in with both feet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I will. <laughs> it's hard getting a word in with um with such a lovely wife that I have, but I'll I'll, I'll try to jump in if 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 God gives me the room. <laughs> oh, it's like that, huh? Now you know I'm gonna give way to you, Brother Jones, <laughs> anytime you need. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna put my seatbelt on and enjoy the ride. Amen. Amen. Well, for some reason, I am just fired up in a, in a different way tonight. Um, all day long, I just kind of was quiet. I didn't turn on the TV um, really at all today. I didn't turn on the TV. I was just in a quiet mode, and I was just kind of um, seeking the Lord about some things and wondering, you know, um, what, if anything, I should should say tonight. And then when I began to uh, look over my notes because I did have something in my mind from last week. And when I began to look over my notes, it just got good to me. I just started getting excited about the word. And um, so I want to remind you all that are listening tonight, some of the things that, that God tells us in his word. And I want to remind you too, that um, the Lord Jesus is coming back. He is coming back one day, and some of us believe that that's going to be soon. Now, soon, you know, that's a that's a broad word when it comes to Scripture because what's soon to the Lord is not soon to us, and what's soon to us is not soon to the Lord. But, you know, a lot of people in Christendom believe that it is going to be soon. And what I was thinking about today is the fact that when he comes back, he is coming back for a prepared people. He is coming back for a church. He is coming back for his church, which the Bible also describes as his bride. He is coming back for his bride. His church is his bride. And I need to let you know that the scriptures tell us that he is looking for and, and preparing for himself a glorious church. Think of that word, glorious. Glorious, you know, a magnificent and illuminating, a beautiful, bright and glorious church. He is coming back for a church that is without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, you know, and that I started thinking on that and I started chewing on that because I look at the condition of the of, of many. I won't say of the church, but of many that profess to be the church. I look at the condition of many that profess to be in the body of Christ. And, 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 and it troubles me because I don't see the glory. I don't see the glory of the Lord in many of the churches and ministries that profess to know Christ. So that's why I kind of got to thinking about this and, and wanting to remind our listeners, that we need to be prepared. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian and you profess to know the Lord, it's time for us to do some inventory. 
It's time for us to look at ourselves, to examine ourselves, to do some inventory. And I'm challenging you to look and see what kind of junk is in your trunk tonight. How much junk is in your trunk tonight? You know, as, 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 as people, we tend to collect and store many things in our homes, in our cars, um, probably in our lockers at work, you know, we tend to collect things and store things. And um, if we're not careful, we do the same thing in our spiritual life and in our spiritual walk. We begin to pick up things and we begin to carry things that are not like God, that are more like this world, that are, that are things that are going to weigh us down, things that are going to hinder our walk. And the word of God tells us to lay aside every, every, not some, but every sin and the weights that so easily beset us. What is sin? Sin is anything that is rebellious, anything that causes us to rebel against God's plan for our life, against the word of God, against the ways of God. Rebellion is sin. Rebellion against God is sin. And the word of God tells us to lay aside every sin and the weights that so easily beset us so that we can run this race with fear and with trembling, with patience. So I'm asking you to begin that inventory tonight. What is weighing you down tonight? What is separating you from a close personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, Brother Chris, <laughs> so, that, so that your statement won't be accurate of me, do you want to get in here on any of this, or shall I continue? Well, that's pretty, pretty heavy, but it's, um, it's profound, the word that you said about um, laying all the weight. Um, I was just thinking about if the Lord came to my door right now, you know, and, and he said, let's go, it's time to go right now. Would I have to get rid of junk? Would I, would I have to, would I be ready to just say, I'm ready, Lord, you know, and that's what people have to, that's, that's the, where we have to live ready at all times. And, and if we couldn't walk out the door, if we couldn't fit out the door, because of all the stuff hanging off of us, then we wouldn't be ready. We wouldn't be able to go. And 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 it's just a wake up call for the, the the body of Christ and for anybody who doesn't know know the Lord. See, everybody at this this day and time calls themselves a Christian. But there's going to come a time where you, where that call is going to come, and you're going to have to be ready or not. So um, that's pretty much what, I, what, what came to me is, uh, are you ready or not? And if you're not ready, we're in a grace period where we can get ready. We're in a grace period right now where we can 
inventory our lives. We can look at ourselves. We can go to the Lord and say, Lord, what about me does not line up with you? You know, and 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 he he's more and more than willing to respond to us and 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 tell us and show us in his word, you know. And and that way we can cast all of our cares at his feet and and, and, and let all of our junk go. So that's pretty much what I have to say. I know the break is coming up, so I'll give it back to you, dear. Well, even with that that you said, and I've got 15 seconds, so I don't even know if I should start, but, you know, even with what you said, it brought other scriptures to my mind that I will start with at the return from the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment, and that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. I know for some of you that this is not my typical um, show, but this is what was on my heart today and on my mind. And I'm here to remind you tonight, you that are listening, uh, especially if you are already a Christian and professing to be a Christian, or if you actually are a Christian, I'm here to remind you tonight that Jesus is coming back for a church. He is coming back for his church, for his bride one day. And he wants his bride his church 
to be glorious. It will be glorious without spot or without wrinkle or any such thing. In Ephesians 5, 27, he says that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. I hear people, you know, making excuses for the condition of the church. I've heard so many people tell stories of how there's so much mess going on in their church, confusion going on in their church, uh, people sleeping with other people, pastors sleeping with members of the church, somebody then fell out with this pastor and put all his business on Facebook and has the church mad at the pastor and all this kind of confusion. And I hear people saying there is no perfect church, but I'm here to tell you that that is what Jesus is coming back for. He is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So where does that leave us? If the scripture tells us that we should be holy and that his church should be holy and without blemish, where does that leave us when you compare and when you look at what we see in action versus what should be? That says to me, it's time for us to take inventory. It's time for us to look at ourselves and, and see what kind of spots and what kind of wrinkles we might have in our life. You might ask, what would be a spot or what would be a wrinkle? Well, I believe in all honesty that I really don't have to tell you that. <clears throat> I really believe that the Holy Spirit will convict you and does convict you when you are coming up short. Whether we listen or not, that's the thing. Because many people take the grace of God. They take the grace of God and use it as, as an occasion to continue to sin. And Paul asks us that question. He says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So once we know to do right and we don't do it, to us it, be, it is sin. So, so I don't believe I really have to tell you, but let me just run off a few things here. What kinds of things could be spots? What kind of things could be wrinkles? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can be a spot. It can be a wrinkle. Disobedience to the word of God. Disobedience to the voice of God can be a spot and can be a wrinkle. Carrying emotional baggage, bitterness, strife. Emulations, variance, a backbiter, a gossiper. Uh, these things can be spots and wrinkles. Rebellious, prideful, boastful, a liar, a cheat, a thief. These things can be spots and wrinkles. Do you hate somebody tonight? Is there somebody that you just can't stand? The sight of them makes your blood boil. Do you hate somebody tonight? It's time to be set free. Are you full of worldly lust? The pride of life, the lust of the eyes. Are you full of worldly lust? 
Are you seeking after, longing for, uh, pining for, desiring the things of this world? Are you carnally minded? Because the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity against God. If you love the things of this world, if you love the world system, if you trust in the world systems, if you love ungodly shows and ungodly conversation, are you carnally minded? If so, it's time to be set free tonight. I was listening to a message just yesterday on TV and it just rang it just rang in my spirit how how the minister was coming from Psalms 1 and 1 and, and he was saying blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly yet I hear so many so many uh, Christians giving credit to and alluding to secular and worldly leaders as their idols, as people that they admire, as people that they look up to and, you know, stand by and back up and whatnot, have their back and so forth and so on. But the Bible tells us as believers, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight the things that he, she delight in are what? The law of the Lord, the things that are righteous, the things that are just, the things that are pure, the things that are holy. God's child, his bride, his church will delight in righteous things, the things of God, not the things of this world. We won't be impressed by the things of this world because this person has a degree or because they can speak well or because they can speak fluently, but yet they live like the world, look like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world, act like the world. We want to, you know, pattern after and follow them when the scriptures clearly tell us blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. It's time to be set free tonight. What kind of emotional baggage are you carrying? If you had to lift your trunk, if you had to, you know, lift your trunk and carry it, how heavy would it be? What kind of emotional baggage are you carrying tonight? How much junk is in your trunk? It's time to take inventory of your life. I take inventory every time I hear the word of God preached. Every time I read the scriptures, I evaluate myself again. And I, and I ask myself, am I coming up to that word? Am I living up to that word? And I say, Lord, if I, if I, if I, if I think I'm coming short, I say, Lord, forgive me and help me. Help me, Lord. I don't want to be like that. If I think I'm if I think I'm meeting the standard, I still say, Lord, search me anyhow, search me anyhow, because I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be thinking in my mind something different than what is true. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived, Brother Chris. What about you? Well, there's a lot of deception going on right now, and uh, um, the enemy is in the church. He's 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 been allowed to be made comfortable in the church, and and we just have to call it what it is. Um, the enemy is 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 supposed to 
run when the um, saints of God assemble themselves together. He's supposed to get as far away as he can because he knows he's not welcome. He knows that that's where the light is. And even when when we walk about, that's where the light is supposed to be. And um, there's supposed to be a difference between a godly man and a sinful man. It's supposed to be a striking difference. You should be able to say that's a godly man right there. And And now... In today's time, everything is 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 trying to match whatever is on TV, whatever you know, whatever is is uh, popular. And so now, the, the the there's a gray area. There's a gray area. You can you can see a a a video that's supposed to be a Christian video and turn the sound down, and you won't know what it is, you know, until you 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 turn the sound up and and listen to the words. But um, everything has become secularized, and we are supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to fit in. We are not supposed to fit in. The, the, the enemy is supposed to see us and, and, and take notice, you know. And, and, and if you fit in to this world scheme, then you got some junk in your trunk. You definitely got some problems, you got some issues, and, and you need to go back and say, Lord, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to listen to the jokes that the, uh, that the world tells and, and just sit there. And I'm, I call myself a child of the king. You know, I, I don't want to fit in. I, I want them to be uncomfortable when I'm in the room because they know I don't agree with that, you know, but, but there's that compromise. And it's 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 a crossroad time now, and God is saying, "Are you with me or are you against me?" You know, if you're with me, then then you have to walk with me. You have to look like me. You have to die daily. You're going to be persecuted like me. You're going to have to make a stand. And 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 unfortunately, a lot of today's Christians don't want to make that stand because it's uncomfortable. Well, He never promised that it would be comfortable. He promised us that we would have glory. You know, we, we, we would be with him in glory. We would, we would walk in glory and we would have joy everlasting. But what we want is glory on this earth in, 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 in man's eyes. And in man's eyes, that really means nothing. But 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 walking in God's footsteps means that um, we're going we're going to go through some things. But we have a promise. We have a promise that that I have your back. Anywhere you go, I have your back. I'm going to send you. And and when we line up and walk in His footsteps, we're going to go to places where He wants us to go, and He's going to go with us. And um, this is a, this is a pretty powerful topic, but it's on time. And I just I thank the Lord for for allowing us just to have the voice, just to have the voice or um, to allow us to use our voice so he may speak through us because time is drawing short. And God is saying, be be ready, be ready and bring everybody you can bring with you. Be ready. That's about all I have to say right now. I know the music's coming. (laughs) (laughs) well here come the tunes (laughs) 
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spirit perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood MBA and the show, check out his website, successfullyunemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Yes, we are back, and we are fired up, and we are talking to you straight from the Word of God, and I'm asking you a question tonight. How much junk is in your trunk? How much weight is, is, is weighing you down? Is, 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 are you, how much junk are you carrying in your spirit, in your life? Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Don't buy into the lie. I hear the voice of a young lady um, who did some very ungodly things, who um, professed to be a Christian, and she went on stage with one of these famous uh, uh, worldly uh, singers and did some very ungodly things on stage for the world to see with this individual but 
tried to argue me down that she was a child of God and that Jesus loves her just the way that she is. And like I told her, it has nothing to do with whether or not he loves you or not. That's not the issue. Oh, he loves all of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us. That's not the issue. Your love for him is what I'm questioning. Your love for him is what I'm challenging. Because when we love him, we do not grieve him. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We do not bring a reproach upon his name. We, would, we wouldn't dare go out and um, publicly shame our Lord and our Savior by by doing ungodly things uh, and brag and boast about it. So, I, but but she she tried to tell me, you know, that that your views are old, your views are antiquated. Nobody believes like you believe anymore. And I'm reminded of those words as I tell you tonight that the scriptures even tell us that many will say in that day, Lord, Lord. I've preached in your name. I've healed the sick in your name. I've cast out devils in your name. Many will say to the Lord in that day, in that day of judgment, uh, Lord, I've done these things for you. That's talking about the one who's professing to be a Christian. Lord, I've done all these things in your name. You know, because they have gifts, because they've been gifted with, with abilities and talents. They have gifts. They're able to preach. They're able to teach. They're able to, to, to sing. They're able to, uh, you know, um, cast out devils even. And he is going to say to them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, for I never knew you. He is going to say to many people, you serve me with your lips, but your heart was far from me because you will know a tree by the fruit it bears. A, if a tree is bearing oranges and it's supposed to be, you know, an apple tree, then you know that tree by the fruit it bears. It's not an apple tree. All right. Let's go to the word of God again. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Uh, Minister Chris, my husband, was talking about the promises, you know, how God has made promises to us. And 2 Corinthians 7 and 1 says, having therefore these promises. So it's alluding to and it's referring to the promises that God has given to his people. He says, dearly beloved, though, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God where is the fear of God today even with all of the tumultuousness even with all the tragedy even with the earthquakes even with the hurricanes, the tsunamis, even with the rioting, even with the unrest, there is still not a fear of God in the land the way it used to be. The fear of God has vanished. Even with all these things, there is still not a fear of God. But this scripture tells me that we should fear God. 
We should be reverent of him. We should reverence and respect his holy name and fear and know that there is a fiery judgment awaiting those that rebel against him, those that pollute the earth with their iniquities and with their wickedness. There is a fiery indignation and a judgment waiting for those that live that way. Let us therefore cleanse ourselves. What is it talking about here? How do we cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh? The Bible tells us that in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. So we have to die daily to ourselves. We have to die daily to our self-will. We have to die to this flesh. Paul said, I bring my body into subjection, lest after I have preached to others, I too become a castaway. So we have to daily submit ourselves to the will of God. We have to daily submit ourselves to the to the mirror of the word when we're in that word do we line up with that word do we see ourselves in the word of God as God would have us to be how do we cleanse ourselves we need to let go of some things we need to let go of some things don't deceive yourself don't think that you can have one foot in the world and one foot in the church the devil is a liar. Don't believe that lie. You cannot have your, your, your foot in the world doing your thing and serving Satan and think that you're serving Christ too. Bitter and sweet water does not flow from the same fountain. It is impossible. God said in his word, I'd rather that you be lukewarm. I mean, I'm sorry. He said, I'd rather that you be hot or cold because if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You can't do both. You can't serve two masters because you'll love the one and hate the other or you'll despise the one and cleave to the other. You can't do both. You can't do both. How do we cleanse ourselves? We need to let go of some things. We need to let go of anger. We need to let go of unforgiveness. We talk on this show a lot about sexual abuse. There's a headline story going on right now about sexual abuse and molestation of, of some, some children over a period of time. I was one of those persons. But do you know, even with that, even with that, when I heard the word of God and when God began to show me in scripture that I had to forgive, that I had to let that go, I obeyed the word of God. I did not find myself to be bigger than the word of God. I obeyed the voice of the Lord and I had to let it go. So folks, we have to let go of anger. We have to let go of unforgiveness. We have to be reconciled to those people that have hurt us. We have to be reconciled to those people that we have hurt. Matthews, the book of Matthew 523. I'm going to help explain to you and break down how, how we let go of some things. Five and 23 says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Well, 
in Old Testament times, they had to bring uh, sacrifices to the altar for forgiveness of sins, for peace offering, for different types of offering, for atonement offerings. They had to bring their uh, sacrifices to the altar as gifts. And now we don't, we don't go to a literal altar and burn a sacrifice like they did, but we do need to come to the altar of our hearts. We do need to come to that place of humility and we do need to bow before the Lord and come to him. You know, when we come to him to talk to him, to commune with him and to fellowship with him. So it's letting us know there that when we come to that place to, to commune and to fellowship with Christ, you know, when we come to that place uh, to talk with him and to spend time with him, if we remember, if we remember that our brother have ought against us, that a brother or sister, you know, in the Lord uh, doesn't like us, is mad at us about something. We need to stop and we need to go to that person and attempt reconciliation. Try to find a happy medium before you continue to, you know, try to try to go on with the Lord like everything is all right and everything's fine. He's, he's reminding you of how important it is that we love one another, that we love one another. How much love do we see in the church? How much love do we see in the body of Christ? I see more bickering, more strife, more confusion than I do the love of Christ in the church. It's time for us to be set free. Okay, he says, agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time thy adversary deliver thee to the judge and the, deli the, the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Matthew 18, 15 flips the script. It flips the script and it even lets you know that if you have ought against your brother, that you also need to go to him. Not just if he has ought against you, but if you have ought against your brother, that you need to go to him and attempt reconciliation. How often do you see that happening in, in your church circles where when people have an issue or a problem that they go to each other? No, most of the time they go to somebody else and they talk about that person and they talk about the situation and fall out and that's where it stays. And then it causes division in the ministry and the, the enemy creeps in and begins to tear down. And here come the tunes. So back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. 
The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. That's right. I'm back and we are talking about being set free tonight. We are taking inventory of ourselves and of our lives. I'm asking you to take inventory. I'm asking you how much junk is in your trunk. And before the break came, we were talking about how do we cleanse ourselves from these Things that weigh us down uh, from these things that separate us uh, and, and, and cause barriers to our intimacy with Christ. Well, one of the ways we do that is we, we make uh, restitution and we reconcile to our brothers and our sisters when, when there's a rift when there's a rift between us so that those things don't grow and cause division in the church. And over in Matthew 18, and 15, it says, if your brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. It says, if he doesn't hear you in verse 16, then you take with you one or two more witnesses that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Okay? How often do we see this happening? I don't see it. I don't see it. As a matter of fact, when I live by it, I have people argue me down and fuss me out and tell me off because that's not how they do things. Well, this is how the Word of God tells us to do things. 
This is what the word of God tells us so that the enemy cannot come in and cause division and destruction in the house of God and between brothers and sisters. And then it goes on to say, if he, if he still won't hear you and the witnesses, then tell it to the church. We're supposed to be wise enough. The leaders of the church are supposed to be wise enough. The ministers are supposed to be wise enough so that they can call a meeting, so that they can hold counsel, so that they can hear the matter, and, and that they can, it can be brought before the church in an organized spiritual manner and, and judged and, and, and resolved. And then if that individual refuses to hear the church, then the scripture says that he is to be unto you as a heathen man and a publican. Then we are supposed to separate ourselves from that person because basically that person has the nature of a goat and not of a sheep. And I know you want to chime in on this. Well, we live in a time where people want to go on their own doctrine. They want to go on their own understanding and, and they're not really knowing the word of God, because if you, if you know what the word of God says, it's going to line up. And, and when it, when it lines up, it, it makes it easier. It gives us a guide map to follow. And if both parties know the word of God, then that riff is not going to last long. But when, when, when you have people who don't know the word of God and they try to handle it within themselves, all we can do in ourselves is make it more messy, dig a deeper hole, make it worse. And then the sinner sees the riff from the outside and goes, man, these folks call themselves Christians and look at the mess. You know, we, we're all in the court system, all on TV, and it's just messier and messier. And, and so the, the, the so-called Christian is a joke to the, to the person who needs it it's muddy and dirty water. So why would I leave what I have for this? But, but we, we have to know God's word and we have to know who God is in our heart and we have to walk with him. And if it means stepping on some toes and telling somebody, this is what the word of God says. And if they don't receive you and you've gone according to the word of God, then you have to move on. But you have to know in your spirit that I gave every shot according to what the Lord said. And again, that can be a lonely walk if you're trying to please man. But I'd rather please God Almighty than try to please man because you can't please man. So um, we're living in a time where everything is, is flipping upside down. And we have to draw to God even more. We have to we have to go back to the word of God. We have to we have to go back to seeking his face, to 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 seeking him out and thirsting for him. We're we're drinking everything besides what we really need, the living water. We want to drink Coca-Cola and think we can live off of it when only thing we can live off of is the living water. We're having we're having church services and we're we're pumping up our music program so big to 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 so-called draw people closer to the Lord. And then 
The music program is big, but the people are are coming for the music. They're coming for the show. And we have to get back to drawing to the Lord, drawing unto him and, and, and seeking him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And 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 that's where we are right now. The time is 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 drawing near. And the world, when we can see the, the, the earthquakes and everything, we see that physically, but there are spiritual earthquakes happening, yeah. spiritual tsunamis. People's souls are being uh, swept into hell by the millions every hour. And, and we're stepping back, we're standing back spiritually, uh, sleeping through it. And, and we, are, we are supposed to be the called you know, the, the called ones, and we're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be drawing souls, and the devil is winning the war. He's winning the battle and winning the war because God's people are not stepping up to their rightful place and taking back territory. We're talking about being blessed, being blessed, being blessed in, in, in your season, and the gospel is not about your season. The gospel is not about being blessed. The gospel is about repent. For the day of the Lord is at hand. But I'm not the one that's supposed to be uh, preaching right now, so I'll give it back over. Well, like you said, people are talking about being blessed and being blessed, and they don't seem to know what being blessed is. Because, again, the Lord said uh, the word in the word of Psalms, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You're blessed when you don't adhere to the ways of the sinner, when you don't live like the sinner, when you don't live like the world. You're blessed, according to Matthews 5, when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for, for Christ's sake, when you're lied on, when you're um, mistreated because of the gospel, because of the stand that you make for Christ, because you live a righteous and a holy life. And people say, oh, you know, you think you're better than me. You think you're this and you think you're that because you're trying to live holy. You're blessed when you're poor in spirit, you know, when you're meek, you know, so people are going around talking about being blessed and they're getting it. In, there's an imbalance there. There's an imbalance. Sure, you know, the Lord wants to bless us with, um, with financial, um, how should I say, uh, the Lord wants us to prosper and be in good health even as our soul does prosper. That's the balance I'm talking about right there. You know, but so many other people are taking blessings to another extreme. They're building doctrines around financial blessings. You know, they're building just extreme things around what they consider being blessed. They think high heels, nice high heels <laughs> are blessings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stack high heels and, uh, you know, fine rags is being blessed. Well, I could think of another man in scripture who he was doing so well until he built, you know, he tore down his barn and built the bigger barn because he said, wow, I'm just doing good. I'm just living large. I'm just doing good. And he built the bigger barn and, and the Lord came to him and said to him, thou fool, this night 
thy soul is required of you. What does it profit a man? Now I'm throwing in a question. That's a biblical question. What does it profit a man to gain this whole world and lose his soul? So it's time for us to get these things right. It's time for us to cleanse ourselves. It's time for us to get the junk out of our trunk. It's time for us to run this race with fear and with trembling and with reverence of the God of our fathers, of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. It's time to reverence the God of Moses, the God who, you know, overthrew Egypt and who delivered them out of bondage. It's time to fear the one that can destroy both body and soul in hell. You know, don't fear man. Don't be concerned about what man has to say, think, or do, but fear that one. Fear the one who can destroy both body and soul. No amount of prayer, no amount of fasting, no amount of shouting, no amount of proclaiming and confessing and going to church, dancing up and down the aisles um, can change God's requirement that we obey his word. To obey is better than to sacrifice to obey the word of God, to live what we talk about, to live holy, to live a sanctified and holy life so that we can be presented to him, that glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, no amount, no amount of form or fashion. You know, religion is not going to accomplish that for us. Religion won't accomplish that for you. It ha we have to serve God and worship him in spirit and in truth. If our actions don't line up with truth, if, if, if what we do is not true, if it's not pure, then it's not going to matter. It's God is going to say, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, for I never knew you. If it's not true. So get to know the Lord in a more close and personal way. And if you don't know him at all, it's a good time to get to know the Savior. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, I pray. Good night.